Should we uh, should we be saving this now? No, like you can't save it while it's recording. That makes a lot of sense, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You just you just have to save it as soon as we hit stop. Okay. And well, fucking hope for the best with this free software. How are we feeling? Are we feeling ready? Uh, yeah. Do, I don't know if we have enough preamble yet. What do you reckon? Yeah, no, but we can always cut preamble in from postamble. Let's be honest. There's always a lot of that bollocks. <laughs> post. I don't think we've ever said postamble. I don't know if that's a word. Hang on. Uh, well, preamble, postamble, before and after the amble. Every time I hear amble, I just think of amble side. Postamble, yeah. a short concluding statement or remark, especially summarizing a formal document or statute. No, that. that doesn't sound accurate to any of what we do. No, I don't know about that at all. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Hey Brew, a podcast about beer and storytelling. Each week, one of us brings a beer and usually tangential-related story. My name is Elliot. My name's Mike. And uh, this is our first of the quarantine casts, where we are in separate rooms, in separate buildings, in separate suburbs. Don't know why I said it like that. Recording online. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this is uh, it's a whole new world. It is. Um, it's not the, quite the one that Aladdin promised to show me, but uh, here we are in the technologically advanced future where we're all potentially going to die of a plague. Yeah, I'm going to be asking Aladdin for a fucking refund if this is his doing. Oh, I'll be honest with you, I've got a lot of bones to pick with a lot of movies right now because this is not the apocalypse I was promised. <laughs> yeah, wh- where's my weaponized car? <laughs> <laughs> really tickled me. Oh, dear. Yeah. We are we are a little bit nervous and a little bit sketchy about the audio and stuff right now, so we're being quite conscious of that. So yeah, um, yeah. Here, mean, we're hoping this turns out all right. We we did a little test this afternoon just to sort of see uh, what we're working with uh, in this new mm. in this new way of doing things. But uh, we'll 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 do our best. Uh, this this first one might come out a little rougher than the than the last few episodes have been. Uh, just because yeah. it re- requires a bit more work in terms of uh, the editing um, w- once we get it all together. But uh, just please bear with us. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess, first of all, uh, Mike, do you have any beer news for us? Uh, well, because I'm at home and uh, without a job, I have been all over beer, generally speaking, um i've had uh <laughs> I just, like that being at home and having no job has changed nothing no well it just means i've got more time for day drinking um yeah fair. so basically it's uh yeah a lot of stuff from the likes of hop nation and uh, garage project with their new australian store basically just getting stuff delivered uh trying out some new stuff and um yeah got got uh uh, Hop Nation's like new but old Jedi juice. They're now calling J Juice because they had to change the the packaging. Yeah, they got slapped by the I think it's A Triple C about their packaging being um, enticing to minors. Yes, uh, ridiculous. So it's but the thing is like the beer hasn't changed, which I was you know pleased to to confirm with my taste buds. Um, yeah, it, yeah, it's, just it's still spectacular. Yeah, basically just you know doing what I can to to feel like I'm supporting all these local breweries and outfits that are that are doing it tough right now uh, as much as everybody is. Um, so yeah, try, trying to shop local as far as my beer goes. I know that Moondog are doing like uh, up at Moondog World. I haven't gone yet, but they've got like contactless drive-through pickup for both beer and food. Um, yeah, so I, 
I kind of want to check that out just to see like what their setup is like because they've got that giant fucking venue, and all they're doing now is like pick up and delivery. So it'd be it'd be interesting. Yeah. It's um it's a strange time in in, the, in yes. the local business, but especially in the brewery world where it's you know it's usually it's such a large um footprint that you need for a brewery, and then yep a lot of that you then pack with people to try and you know keep the overheads taken care of but you know yeah interesting um i'm sort of tempted to not do it this week but talk about my beer in japan i maybe want to formulate a better um mm. a better sort of plan for talking about that but um i had a really good time over there drinking their beer um mm-hmm. fantastic stuff but uh, i i've also been indulging in the hop nation and the garage project deliveries that's been fantastic and if you look at yeah. our socials you'll see that hop nation have been absolute fucking champions um in the uh, last week with deliveries and stuff so that's been great also inner north uh brewery are gonna be um i'm gonna go be picking up some stuff from there i'm trying to work out how i can do it because it's kind of we're re- quite restricted to what kind of travel we can do at the moment and if i travel mm. all the way up to brunswick to pick up some beers i don't want to get slapped with a massive fine from the police yeah, that, that feels weird, though, because like bottle shops and stuff are open, classed as essential services, and it's essentially the same class of goods that you're picking up. Yeah, but I think it's more a case of, like, well, why did you travel so far out of your way to do it? And it's like, well... Supporting local business. Oh, Leave me alone. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. It's it's a difficult situation. But, um, yeah. yeah, Inner North Brewery, a friend of ours, Zach, he's got some um, bottles and cans ready to go, so mm-hmm. I'm very excited to go and pick up some of those, I think. But, um, yeah. Yeah, uh, if, if anyone's listening and is interested, um, support your local breweries, support your local bottle shops, um, reach out to them if there's a brewery nearby. See, a lot of them will be doing deliveries and stuff. Yeah. And often if they do food, they might even drop you some food off as well. So, you know, give them a helping hand in this time. A brewery is an incredibly um, efficient cash furnace. So if you can help yeah. them during this time, then that's that's fucking well, great. Yeah, like the the hop the hop nation stuff. Like they're they're based in Footscray, and I'm in Northcote, which is like kind of the other side of the city. Um, mm. And they're like their staff are literally driving around in a hop nation van delivering stuff. And when, yeah, when it, I was expect yeah, I was expecting to turn up in like an Oz Post van or something, um, like most other places. But then I open the door, and there's just like this guy with a beard, and the hop nation truck is just sitting there. I'm like, oh, I didn't know it'd actually be you guys dropping it off. So you know, they're they're putting in the effort to. To keep the uh, service I think it's alive. The same guy that dropped mine off as well. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, Was it American dude? Uh, I think so. Yeah. 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 Good dude. Yeah. Big fan. Um, but yeah, the the other thing I'd say is like you know your big bottle shops that are owned by the likes of Coles and Woolworths and the Dan Murphys of the world, like they're going to be fine. Try try to focus more on your local neighborhood bottle shops that put in the extra effort to like source local goods and all that sort of stuff. Um, like Carwin Cellars yeah, in North in uh, Thornbury, for example. They, yep. you know, they put in a lot of effort to get in really interesting stuff, um, and that obviously is a bit more expensive to do. Uh, so they're they're still operating. I haven't uh, had a chance to to go and help uh, get anything from there, but that that's the sort of places that I'm trying to focus on. Yeah, absolutely, hundred percent. You know, support local, support independent as much as you can. Like you say, Dan Murphy's, BWS, Liquorland, 
they're going to be fine yeah. realistically um and everyone wants to help out any business that employs people definitely but uh I promise you your local your local shops are going to need it more so definitely give them a helping hand um yeah this has been our psa sort of like a public service announcement type moment so it's less entertaining but it, it is very important but um, yeah well, it, it's also one of those things like with everything that's going on like uh i'm like personally struggling to find things that i can do to feel like I'm being of any fucking use at all. And this is a thing that, you know, I buy beer anyway. If I can just limit where I buy beer to places that need the business more, that feels like I'm doing something, if you know what I mean. Yeah, absolutely. Transfer transfer your existing um your existing sort of activities over to you know, different um outlets. I think that's a really mm. good idea. Uh, that's a really weird way of putting uh, what I'm trying to say, but if you're going shopping, the supermarkets are rammed right now. They're kind of crazy. Why not go down to the local grocer and butcher? Yeah. You might spend a little bit more. But if you're in one of those jobs where you're safe, go and spend a little bit more. Let's be honest, you're not going out anytime soon. So go spend a little yeah. bit more, prop up a small business, help usually like a family-owned business, um, yeah. and get really high-quality stuff as a result. Yeah, because well, the thing uh, is, as well, that chain goes back to the suppliers as well. Mm. Yeah, it's interesting seeing like some some cafes are doing this, but the one that I saw was uh, Saint Ali Coffee Roasters, where I get a lot of my coffee from. Uh, they basically have a neighborhood store on their website where you can buy just groceries, but it's all coming from small local producers, um, yeah, which like is market filers and stuff. Yeah, well, like I sent I sent you the the list of the stuff that I got in the breakfast box from them. It's all yeah, it's all wild. that. Yeah, it's all that sort of stuff. It's just like intense, like cultured butter and then like this bacon and these eggs and milk and stuff that came from all these super small local producers. And they're just kind of, you know, it's stuff that they would probably end up using in their cafes, but they can't do that. So they're just kind of yep. selling it to people who buy it. And that that's another way that if you just need eggs and milk, you can get them a different way from somewhere that isn't a giant company that would get bailed out by the government anyway. Yeah, it's cool. I went into my local bottle shop and they were selling um, pasta and passata and a couple of other things that you can't yeah, nice. really get in the supermarket so easy right now. But it yeah. was also kind of gourmet shit, which is nice. Yeah. Mm. Anyway, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk about some more present beer, shall we, Mike? Yeah, okay. Um, All right, so this is uh, mine this week, so um, I'm just going to slot the mic back in i'm having to uh record my record from home setup is a little bit loosey-goosey i'm on the sofa so i'm having to hold the mic like a stand-up comedian <laughs> so if there's a lot of like audio uh, nonsense right now it's me slotting the mic back into the uh just straight back into the oh sorry. god i'm gonna have i'm gonna have to fucking edit that out no it's fine it's all part it's of the go no it's going to sound terrible <laughs> sorry mike <laughs> I will, I will digitally slap you across the back of the hands, depending on how that turns out in the edit. For, so if that doesn't come out in the edit, Mike uh, was just watching as I slammed the mic back into the holder and then tapped it on the microphone end to make just, lots of noise. You just palmed just, the fucking windsock on the front of that mic. Yeah, just watching Mike grimace. Uh, yeah. Also, there's too many mics going on here. Anyway, yeah. so uh, it's my story this week and my beer. Uh -huh. Um, so I have for us straight out of Alberta, Canada, uh, Blind Man Breweries, um, and we have the Trip Hammer Robust Porter. Mm. Um, let's see what the blurb is saying. Um, 1902, a blacksmith shop opened its doors in uh, Lacombe, which I assume is in central Alberta. It has not closed its doors since. 
blah, 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 blah. The flavors and aromas presented in this robust porter harken to a Smith's shop with prominent notes of chocolate, coffee, and smoke. Fucking well into that. Yeah. Shall we... Um, yeah, just well, just before say, just we? before we just before we dig into it, mine's got a little blue sticker on it, which was on there when you gave it to me uh, the other day. Does that mean anything, or is that, that is that just like something from the bottle shop? Something from the bottle shop. Okay, I wasn't sure it if that meaning. was. I wasn't sure if it did or it doesn't. Does it? it doesn't mean I mean shit. it has meaning in the bottle shop. It doesn't have meaning outside that in the yeah. regular world. Yeah, it just wasn't. I, I had no idea what it was. Um, it's a blue beer. <laughs> it's a yeah. Okay, let's let's open this fucking can. All right. I'd also like to point out to the listeners that this is a uh, big tall can of um, 473 milliliters, you know, that standard size. Actually, I think that might be an, uh, an American, North American pint, 473. And uh, um, it's uh, also 6.5%, so... Um, yeah. All right. Pretty happy with this pour. I'll, I'll hold it up to the camera so you can see it. It's a nice, Ooh, nice little bit of Yeah, you've there. done a much better job than I have. I got a bit excited mm. in the first, uh, <laughs> uh, like, second and a half. Uh-huh. And I, um, I've creamed it a bit early. I don't know what I'm going to do. I might, I might top up in a bit. I think that's probably uh-huh. the best way to go about this for now. Oh, no, sure. there's a small amount of porter on the floor. My nice, dirty floor. I've not been one of those people that spent the entire time cleaning, actually, in, um, in uh, isolation. Instead, what I've been doing is making mess. Hmm. Well, I mean, as, as someone who also lives alone, uh, you could probably tell me if you're like me and that you only have your own standards to be measured by and sometimes they slip and you just don't give a shit. I've fallen below my own standards. At this okay. Point, I think, okay. But, um, <laughs> even still it's, uh, I don't care too much. Like yeah. look at my goddamn hair. Look well, at the state of me at the moment. <laughs> as soon as the cat starts complaining, you know, you're in trouble. He always complains. He's a cat. Right, anyway, yeah. should we try this beer? Yes, please. Oh, oh shit. Oh shit. Oh, that's good. So it is a um, slightly wet and windy day today here in Melbourne. It's not that it's cold, fucking, to be honest. I went outside. It, uh, I'm freezing my balls off over here. Yeah, it's fucking cold indoors. I'll leave you there. Yeah. But um, I went out and it's it's like a balmy like 16 or something like that. Yeah. 17. So, a, ge- um, a gentleman's 16. <laughs> yes, quite. Um, <laughs> what's that? 14? Is that like a baker's yeah, dozen? I, I don't know. Okay. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. So, so it's on, on the, but on the porter beer. feels appropriate. Yeah, you like you mentioned like notes of smoke before. I was expecting mm. usually when I've had beers that involve smoke or something like that, that tends to be a really prominent flavor. Yeah, like a Ralph this beer is, or something. Yeah, this is actually like a pretty subtle smoky flavor in there. Yeah, it's it's almost like an afterthought. It's quite nice. I didn't yeah. I didn't expect it to be quite so subtle, but um yeah, I think it's again, less a smoked beer, but it's just a like yeah. it has that hint of it through. Yeah, but like next to the kind of uh dark kind of coffee flavors that are in there um mm. it, it, it works really well together yeah i'm getting that front end of chocolate quite a bit as well mm-hmm. mm. um it's very um, very dark nice big head on it i think it pours quite well mm. um yeah I, I, i've not had too much canadian beer i had that deftones one from um belching beaver recently that's quite good oh yeah um, are you um, a deftones fan you know i never got into them it was no me neither. It was like Their around that time when, when I like I knew people who were super into the likes of like Deftones and Tool and all those sort of adjacent bands. I'm like I got into them a little bit, some of them, but it just wasn't really for me at the time. And it, it's now been too long. I can't really go back and try to get into it now. 
yeah i'm the same i mean that that that's me with quite a few bands um but um you did just bring up tool and my two takes on tool my two hot takes are that uh, number one uh, maynard james keenan is a rapist so i don't know why people suddenly forgot that um mm-hmm. Uh, and number two is uh, my favorite criticism I've ever seen ever, ever, which is just uh, a tweet that said, Tool is just Radiohead for Juggalos, which I thought was um, <laughs> wow. possibly the greatest put wow. down ever. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking hot take and oh. it's so good. Shit. Mm. Isn't it? <laughs> I'm, I'm reeling from that. Yeah, you actually fell back in your seat. It was good. I yeah, I've got, a- oh. No, I've, I've got I've got one of those fucking gamer chairs that tilts back if I lean on it. Yeah, um, it's great. Which I never use except for that exact moment where I'm like, just lean yeah, back. Yeah, and when you're camming, obviously. Yes. <laughs> Inside joke. Good work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, other people know what that is. I was gonna say, but it's an in joke between me and someone else that I then passed on to you earlier, so it's even more stupid. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so, the, a fan of the beer? beer? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I really like it. Um, as far as like strong ales go, as a style, I don't think I really see that many of them out here. Um, well, yeah, like, it's, it's you're, quite you're a get, traditional, but a very Americanized thing. Yeah. But it's a like, porter, it, it's not a strong ale. It's like flavor-wise, it's kind of reminded me a bit of like a red ale. Or maybe I've just had some sort of like this that were red ales, but... Maybe, yeah. I'm yeah. not getting that myself personally, but yeah. Because as far as the, the porter aspect goes, like it's not actually, a, it's not, it doesn't feel thick um, or viscous as, as some dark beers tend to. Like it's, yeah, it's actually pretty, it's actually pretty the, like, easy and smooth to drink. Yeah. Well, when you get on those imperial sticky stouts or, or the, um, yeah. the, the sort of, it, it started out as a bit of a joke name, but I think it's a really good name for them. Pastry stouts. Those ones that are like really desserty oh, okay. stouts. I yeah, think it's yeah, a yeah. really good name for them. Um, also, they're delicious. That started out as like a bit of a, like a, a, a piss take of a name. Like, oh, you're drinking fucking pastry stouts. But actually, pastry stouts delicious. So fuck you, world. But yeah. um, they have that really sticky, like syrupy mouthfeel, mm. like really glued themselves to you. Yeah. This is quite a clean. Yeah, you're not, you're not sat chewing on it and afterwards it's good. Yeah. But then, yeah, mm. it does have like a pretty, I would say, bold flavor, or like it's 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 got a like strong body to it, which it feels like I'm getting yeah, into you're not jargon. About. It, it feels like I'm getting into jargon territory, but it it's it's definitely it's it's got a lot going on in there, but not to the point of it being off putting. Like yeah, if no, it, absolutely. You, you you sit there and kind of like play with the flavors in your mouth a little bit, and you can get those different elements from like the the chocolate and the coffee and the and the smoke, but they also actually work really well together. Mm, mm, I would agree. Cool. Um, yeah, I drink this again. Um, yeah. While I was writing last night, actually, I um, actually I meant to have it while I was writing. I'll be honest with you. I actually drank it afterwards because I'm a fanny. But I had uh, <laughs> Buxton Brewery Stormbringer, which um, I, a Stormbringer no. Stout, which was awesome, export stout. And I had that partly because it was also thematic to the writing and similar to this. So okay. Um, which is actually, I think, a really good segue into getting into the topic. So, uh, Stormbringer. Um, and I slightly uh, gave the game away last night on a Facebook status, just because I'm a fanny. Um, but uh, the topic for this week is going to be a uh, uh, sort of very, very top level uh, on Norse mythology. Oh, yes. Um, so I want to talk about Thor and Loki and um, mm. yeah, I, in my head, 
while writing, all I could hear was uh, Immigrant Song from um, Led Zeppelin oh, because of yeah, yeah, yeah. Thor Ragnarok, which was, yeah. if no one's seen it, it's a great movie. I, I was not expecting that song to appear where it does in that movie, and I was not expecting it to work as well as it does, but yeah, holy it's fucking shit, brilliant. such a good sequence. So good. Okay, so Thor, God of Thunder, Son of Odin, Brother of Liam and the other Hemsworth. Uh, <laughs> yes that's uh, I believe his name is Luke he's like up there with the other Baldwin uh, yes. Alec mm. <laughs> the the other other Baldwin there's wait wait Ste- what's the second Steve, one called Stephen Stephen Baldwin Alec Baldwin and Billy Mike Baldwin Billy Baldwin yeah I don't, I don't know Mark what Donnie Wahlberg <laughs> <laughs> um, so I'm just gonna give it like this is some context here the, uh I texted you about this last night because I was worried about this is that mm. you drop the stuff off the audio stuff and I text you about 20 minutes later um, 20 Elliot minutes not 20 real human minutes yeah. saying that like I immediately started research and then immediately got into a level of depth that I did not anticipate or desire because well, this it turns out is insanely thick and complicated yeah what you've done is just taken one culture's entire belief system and said I'll do an hour on that yeah, I can distill this down into fuck yeah, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so this thing gets kind of complicated and kind of quick. So I'm going to be top-leveling a lot of it. So the pantheon of the North mythology is actually complex and deep, has a mm. lot of nuance to it. It's also extremely, extremely old. So a lot of what we know is kind of considered conjecture because a lot of translation is yeah. not that easy. Um, so a, there's a, a lot the- of this... I was going to say this. This will be like the uh, the family, the quick family tree, and no deeper than that. Oh fuck! Don't even start on that because I looked no. at a family tree and oh, sweet yeah. Jesus, that is insanely complicated. Okay. Like, Odin, who we all consider to be like the one, like the the top dog, he's hmm. like seventh generation or some shit. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's an insanely complicated. I did find a very fun family tree though, which was like cartoonistic and very interesting, which I might share with you as oh, well. Yeah. Um, but a lot of this research uh, comes f- from translated works of a 13th century Icelandic poet and historian called Snorri Sturlson, which is a great name. Very um, good. Yeah. And uh, it's from his work called the Prose Edda um, and also from something called the Poetic Edda, which is an mm-hmm. unnamed collection of... Well, it was unnamed. It's now called the Poetic Edda. And yeah. as that time, unnamed collection of Norse poems, uh, seemingly collected around the 13th century, around the same time Snorri was doing, after he did the Prose Edda. And mm-hmm. it was largely taken from a manuscript known as the Codex Regius. Or Regius. Oh, I yeah. would genuinely love to study this further and understand it a little bit deeper. Uh, but there, I mean, there are little do- literal doctorates out there trying to unpick this absolute fucking unbelievable mess of a tangled web i would actually like if you're just starting to get into it i would actually recommend the book norse mythology by neil gaiman yeah Yeah, it's it's like a really nice introduction to a lot of this stuff yeah Um, i've had quite a few people mention this uh the other one that's actually pretty good is the ps4 game god of war if you haven't played that i really want to play that yeah so so that is like like the old god of war games were just like uh i think it's like the greek uh gods is, yeah. mostly pantheon, yeah. yeah and so the one on ps4 is almost like a reboot of the franchise but the main character has been like cast out of that entire system of gods and is now thrown he's like a, a greek exile now living amongst the norse gods and yeah. it actually 
like uh, like the combination of that and me reading that Neil Gaiman book, the the PS4 game, like they actually get a lot of the mythology like pretty close to what is believed or understood as far as the writings go. Mm-hmm. And it was it was like surprisingly accurate for what is like a pretty dumb game franchise in terms of like it's just over the top action with like a bit of a story. Um, yeah, fair play. But but the story is um, also also really then. good. Yeah, I th- I think I've I think I've got it. I might be able to lend it to you. Yeah, you have got it. I've seen it on your shelf. Oh, there you go. I will lend it to you. <laughs> well, well, I wasn't, you. I wasn't sure if I had the if, if I had the disc or not. Oh, anyway, I, you know, suddenly I was thinking the Neil Gaiman book, uh, like an idiot. I don't know. Either way, um, yeah. okay. So, so as we've established, this is quite a thick and uh, complex thing. So mm-hmm. I'm going to pretty much gloss over a lot of it because it's insanely complicated. But I'm also going to make it digestible, which I think is fun. So yeah. we are going to cover uh, a lot about Thor and Loki and a little bit about Odin. They are probably the most well-known of all the Norse gods, largely helped by their popularity thanks to the Marvel comics and, of course, the resulting yep. movies, etc. Mm-hmm. So most people associate the Norse gods with Scandinavia and the Nordic countries, so uh, Iceland, Greenland, Sweden, Norway, and Denmark. But uh, these gods actually all originated in Germanic regions, so what we know is Northern Europe, but not quite Scandinavia, so Germany, Prussia, etc. Mm-hmm. They uh, have existed in literature of the time as far back as that era that area's literature goes so there are no there are no like predating records to this religion there is nothing from that area that states of any time before that their existence okay which is kind of mad because there are not many religions that predate records yeah like you go back far enough it's like oh yeah christianity just wasn't a thing yeah it's like sumer well i mean yeah that wasn't even that long ago. Like Sumerian no. religions and stuff predate everything like that. I mean, Chinese folk religions and stuff like that. Jesus, even they were unified at about 2000 BC, I believe. Yeah, really? Okay. Don't quote me on that, but that's pretty much what I believe. Yeah, but like even as a ballpark, that's like more yeah. recent than I thought it would have been. Yeah, yeah, it's mad. Um, so the interesting thing actually is that some of the marvel stuff is actually pretty accurate um the stuff about like thor being son of odin some of the um family trees and timelines Mm -hmm. uh the stuff around mjolnir uh thor's reputation as a mighty warrior and um odin's as a wise leader and loki as a trickster these are all pretty accurate uh what it doesn't cover so much is the sort of wider mythology that i'm going to try and touch on today in some of the stories so i'm going to touch over the fact that there are actually two um two pantheons of gods in north mythology there were the aesir and i'm gonna absolutely butcher some of the pronunciations oh yeah i apologize it's not i don't know why i do this to myself (laughs) yeah we both so there was apparently yeah so there's the aesir and the vanna or vena and yeah. the Aesir are the gods of the primary pantheon. They're the ones you'll know. The Odin, the Thor, the Balder, the Tyr, the Frigg. Frigg being my favourite name. Um, you've got your Odins. You've got your Thors. <laughs> you've just got something about Frigg. the delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Frigg being, by the way, wife of Odin. Um, yep. They are... That pantheon is most often associated with things like war, strength, power, marital prowess, etc., etc., uh, you have the 12 male Aesir and the 15, no, excuse me, 14 female uh, Aesir. And 
there is a quote from the Prose Edda, which is that the Aesir are no less holy and they are not less capable than the Aesir. So the women of the Pantheon were no were not considered to be in, inferior in any way. They were just as just as mighty and just as powerful as the men. Well, good. Yes, fantastic. They're all gods, uh, right? <laughs> yeah, it's true. Um, and then the Venir, uh, the Venir, 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 Venir. I'm going to pronounce it how I see it. Venir yeah. uh, are the second Pantheon and pretty obscure comparatively. You might have heard of um, uh, a couple of them, like Freya and uh, and Freyja, Freyja, um, and then their father uh, uh, Njorthor, um, or Njorthor. And uh-huh. uh, mostly you might just recognize a lot of these as kind of Scandinavian-ass names more than anything else. But Yeah, um, I'm really these... enjoying watching your face try to deal with pronouncing them. Thanks. I've even written some pronunciation notes and I was practicing yeah. on my IPA keyboard <laughs> yesterday. It's ridiculous. Uh, but uh, these are largely associated with fertility, nature, wisdom. They're mm. kind of seen as more of like the, the earth gods and the nature gods that you might consider to be sort yep. of more natural world existence than sort of high pantheonic stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the Venier can also see the future. All of them. All of them can see the future, which not all of the uh, Aesir can, which is kind right. of just an interesting point of difference. Yeah. Um, at some point in history, the Aesir and the Venier fought a rather protracted war. Now, this isn't considered to be like pre-dawn of time or anything like that. This is during the Age of Man that they fought this war. Okay. And they basically fought this war, a constant stalemate, realized they were pretty much evenly matched, and then they decided that, yeah, this is a fuck about. Let's just combine our forces and be purely known as the Aesir. So, yeah, they just were like, oh, this is this is a stupid bullshit idea. Let's just join forces and just live <laughs> in harmony, which is decent. Um, and yeah. then they all just kind of ruled equally. It was kind of cool. Um, but I think the, uh, the main man and the one we all know the best is Thor. So Thor is... Uh, a word that derives from the word thunder in ancient Germanic. How convenient. And yes, I thought so. Uh, <laughs> he's the son of Odin, all father and leader of the Norse, Norse first pantheon, the Aesir. So Odin um, is uh, actually one of a hun- over 170 names that the people know him by. Um Okay. He has lots of titles throughout the mythology of Norse uh, gods, and some of my favorites I decided to write down because they're hilarious are... Oh, good. <clears throat> uh, sole creator of magical songs, which okay. is a mouthful. Yeah. High forehead, which... What? Fair enough. High forehead. <laughs> are, are, uh, you like, are you greeting his forehead, or are you saying that his forehead is high? No, it's, it's very large. I guess he was uh, balding. Um, great. Dangler. What? No. Dangler? Odin, Odin, the, Odin the Dangler. Not even Odin the Dangler, just Dangler. These are wow. titles and names given for him. Okay. Um, so there is a good reason behind that, uh, and that's because at one point he uh, went to the World Tree to seek the Mead of Wisdom and uh, hung himself from the World Tree so he could drink uh. the Mead of Wisdom. Um, he's also known as like a god of gallows. But uh, my favorite by far and away is uh, the one in Gaping Frenzy. Oh. Yeah. Uh, there's nothing not funny that's, about that's the phrase Gaping Frenzy. Yeah. Do not Google Gaping Frenzy, if I might make a suggestion. I shan't. Okay, good, good. Um, 
so Thor's, <laughs> wildly off topic. <laughs> Thor's mother, Thor's mother is uh, <clears throat> uh, Jord, Jord, and is a Jotun, uh, which are the race of giants, um, beings, right? so, sort of. So, so uh, Jord is the personification of the earth, and the Jotun are a race of beings which are quite hard to describe, but the closest that we actually have is the word troll. Okay. Um, but even that's a little bit like vague and mm. because like the trolls are th- what we consider a troll is not really can what they consider a troll. Yeah. And also things are murky because of the time that this was. Uh, so at various points, the trolls are described as, uh, exceedingly beautiful, uh, but also at different times, uh, described as alarmingly grotesque. So who the okay. fuck even knows? Yeah. Beauty is in the eye of the holder, right? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so you'll notice that Jorth is not Odin's wife that we mentioned earlier, Frigg. Um, like a lot of Greek mythology, uh, the Norse gods were pretty loosey-goosey about where they put their uh, dicky-wicky, so they had a lot of... Uh, <laughs> quite a lot of illegitimate children and quite a lot of... Um, I'm sorry, the phrase You're welcome. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind. I don't know why I was going to do it in like a weird Persian accent. I was going to be like a Norse. I don't mind where I stick my dicky wicky, but I don't know what the accent was. <laughs> Maybe oh, stick to Dutch. Uh, yeah. um, always, always back the to Norse the Dutch. What sound like? Who knows? I don't know. Um, but yeah, so there, were, there was a, quite a lot of pre-post extramarital affairs. Like there was a lot of fucking around with all kinds mm. of peeps and all kinds of things. And as we'll get into a little bit later. Okay. But. The result uh, of this particular bang sesh was Thor. Uh, strongest <laughs> of the gods. Yep, that's it. Thor, bang sesh result. Um, yeah. is, uh, Thor is the strongest of all the gods, and he's considered to be the mightiest of all warriors. Uh, however, one of the ongoing and quite funny sort of um, character traits that Thor has is that he's kind of an idiot. Um uh-huh. Sorry, it's at the corner of my eye. I just saw my cat sprint by at full speed. I'm not quite sure why. Idiot. Um, um, yeah, he obviously heard his name. Yeah, uh, yeah. He, he entirely lacks the sort of wisdom and cunning of Odin, which he didn't really get from his father. And a lot of the myths involve Thor being tricked quite readily by yeah. just about anybody else. He's very kind of daft. Okay. Um, but as well as that, he, as well as being very strong and a bit daft, he, uh, he has a few other motifs which are sort of recurring and make him recognizable. Um, mm. He's really into hunting, and he has uh, two goats that pull a chariot called uh, Tangrisnir and uh, Tangryoster, which mean teeth bearer and teeth grinder. And there oh. was an English translation of um, Tangryoster, and I forgot to write it down. Okay. Uh, so we're going to stick with goat number two. <laughs> um, Billy. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, uh, very good. Billy <laughs> and the Kid. Uh, yes, very good. Thank you, thank you. Um, so often he will take these goats in the evening, kill them, eat them, and then resurrect them the next morning to continue to ride. Because oh, that's that something apparently he can do. Yeah. Yes. Um, and at uh, one point in uh, his travels, he stayed the night at the home of a peasant farmer uh, shared the goat meal with um, with the family and one of the children who I'm 
not going to even try and pronounce because the first letter isn't a letter in the English language, so that's going to oh, be difficult for me. Handy. It looks like a D, but the left-hand sort of vertices sticks above and below, so oh, don't know yeah. where to go with that. Yep. But it's that letter, and then a J, an A with an accent, an L, an F, and an I. Cool. Yep. Uh, so, so that the, kid. The child, so the, the peasant farmer child broke one of the bones of the uh, goat meal to suck the bones, suck the marrow out of the bones. And when right. the goat was resurrected the next morning, it was lame. Uh-huh. Um, and Thor was actually pretty furious. So uh, in his rage, decided to take the two children as his uh, indentured servants. So do they now pull the chariot or what? No, no, no. They were just followed him around on his activities i guess they were right. part of his thing okay entourage yeah that's another mark Wahlberg reference uh-huh. um, so alongside that sort of mad menagerie uh thor also has a magical belt which doubles his strength and a pair of iron gauntlets which allow him to grip the hammer mjolnir okay. so mjolnir meaning lightning it's probably pronounced mjolnir um, it is one of the most powerful artifacts in all of Norse mythology. So the creation story of Mjolnir is quite interesting. Uh, Loki uh, entered a bet with two dwarves that the, those two were brothers and that they couldn't create something more beautiful than the other godly artifacts that some other dwarves had created, including uh, Odin's spear. Mm-hmm. So the dwarves took on the bet and they got to work and one of them worked the bellows just constantly without stopping and the other one did yeah. all the hammering and shit. So the one that worked the bellows, Loki was like, well, I'm going to sabotage him. Loki transformed into a fly and bit his arm to distract him, um, hoping that he would be like swatting away and stop doing the bellows, but didn't work. And they produced uh, a beautiful iron boar. So they went on to produce something else. The second time Loki tried to distract him, he became a fly again and bit the dwarf's neck, hoping to cause a distraction. But he kept working the bellows, Just didn't stop. Become a bigger animal. Fuck off with this fly nonsense. Well, like if he wants to distract them, <laughs> become uh, just a walking dick. That's quite distracting yeah. or something well, like that. You know, why that is that animal. even a thing? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he bit the dwarf's neck, but the guy continued and kept working the bellows. And they produced a golden ring for Odin, which uh, would multiply itself eight times every ninth night. And no, I have no fucking clue why. But there doesn't seem to be any time limit on that. And that exponential growth seems to me like something which would just yeah. eventually fill the world with rings in about the world's, a year. The world's drowning in jewelry. Yes, it's insane. Um, it's, again, Norse mythology, a bit weird. Yeah. Uh, so finally, the third time, uh, Fly Loki uh, bit the dwarf's eyelid. And the dwarf got blood. He actually drew blood and he got blood in his eye. And the dwarfs okay. uh, stopped just momentarily to wipe the blood out of his eye. Mm. And the resulting production was Mjolnir. And it was obviously fantastical and very well uh, made and a huge, you know, successful and beautiful ornament, etc. But the handle was just too short for two-handed use. That's why Thorin uses yeah. it one-handed. Um, but despite this, they they won the bet because the three things they produced were so fantastical. Yeah. And they went to claim Loki's head as per the bet. Um and Loki's response to them was that if they were to take his head, they would have to harm his neck. And that his neck was never, ever part of the bet. Um, because Loki's a kind dick. of a dick. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh, mate, it's just you wait. Um, 
So they agreed and they were like, you know what? That is true. Uh, we'll come to a compromise. And then they sewed Loki's mouth shut. Great. Yeah. Um, uh, just like in the Marvel movies, Mjolnir is unbreakable and it will always return to Thor's hand when called. Yeah. So, so, yeah, some of these things Marvel got really, really right. It was really good. Well, because you said that Thor's wearing gauntlets to control the hammer. Like, how much of Oh, the... that's just so he can use it. I think it's because it's quite, I don't know, heavy. He just right. has these no, iron gauntlets because like to use it. The Marvel explanation of that is, you know, those who are worthy of it can wield mm. it. That's not part of it. Right. That's not part of the mythology, as we'll see yep. in a minute. Yep. Um, so Thor's greatest foe throughout a lot of the legends are the Jotun, despite mm-hmm. him being three quarters Jotun himself, because not only is his mother Jotun, but it seems that uh, in various different tellings, Odin is half Jotun himself. So right. it's kind of a dick move, but yeah. Um, so it's the Jotun and... Uh, Oh, God. Uh, Jormungand. That's not right. No, it must Jormung- be. Jormungand. Yeah. Yeah. Jormungand, the world serpent. Yeah. Um, who is also the son of Loki. Yes. Yes. That, We're like, going to get okay, onto Loki's. Yeah, the world serpent comes up in that PS4 game. And like for people who've studied Norse mythology, like it's, it's understood. But like there's this weird cyclical time nature to some of the... like lineage of like the world serpent is like this fucking bigger than everything thing but it's also the son of loki or something like that yeah okay so we're gonna, we're gonna come into that in a bit yeah, so yeah, yeah. uh yeah don't don't blow your load too early no um okay so there's a um there's a fantastic tale uh about uh thor and loki and these two peasant children that serve him and a giant named uh Utgarda Loki, um, which is Mm -hmm. like giant trickster, uh, also known as Skymir. Um, It's a really, really good tale. It is quite long, but it's really, really good. So I'm probably not going to cover it here, but Mm -hmm. I actually might tell it to you later because it's quite good. But it it might also be worth putting up, like even on the socials or on the website, I think, because it's kind of fun. It's a good story. Yeah. but um, I've got here a tale of uh, Thor versus the Jotun. So uh, <clears throat> settle in for a little tale. Well, okay. Let me let me grab this beer and I'm... Okay, I'm ready. Mm. So uh, Thor one day wakes up and cannot find Mjolnir. His hammer is gone and he has no idea where it is. So with the loss of the mighty weapon, um, only... Uh, only the, the power of all of the gods combined would ever be even close to enough to defend Asgard against the giants if they ever attacked. Mm-hmm. So um, Thor's like raging and losing his shit because, you know, he is the ultimate power in Asgard in terms of marital prowess. So, you know, he needs that hammer. And Loki hears his screams and stuff like that. And he knew that uh, he should help Thor. So uh, Loki goes to uh, Freyja. Um and asks to borrow her suit of falcon feathers that she wears. And he puts on her cloak, her feathered cloak, and he uses it to turn himself into an actual falcon. And he flies to Jotunheim, which is the home of the Jotun. Mm-hmm. So when he's there, he meets a uh, king of the Jotun, or Jotna, um, Thrym. Oh my God, that's what that letter's pronounced like, Thrym. Um, <laughs> sorry. 
who had admitted that he had stolen Thor's hammer and that Mjolnir was hidden deep beneath the earth. Uh, Loki flew back to Asgard to relay this information and told Thor that the only way that the hammer would ever be returned... Um, excuse me, that's no, not true, sorry. So the gods convened a meeting and, and then uh, uh, Heimdall... Um, offered a solution to the problem, which was that um, uh, the Jotun wanted to marry Freya. So um, Heimdall's solution was that what they would do is they would dress Thor up as Freya and send him over to Jotunheim. Okay. And Thor hated this, so Loki said that he would dress up as his handmaiden and you know make the embarrassment slightly lessened. So um, they made their way to uh, Jotunheim and... Um, uh, and Thrym, what was his name again? Yep. Thrym ordered a grand feast in the honor that he was going to get married to Freya. And uh, Thor, dressed as the bride, sits at the table with a veil on and continue and consumes uh, an enormous amount of food. Like it's something like two ox, nine salmon, three horns of mead. And it goes into it and it's like a stupid amount of food. Okay. And Thrym was so uh, like kind of astounded by this. And Loki's like, oh, um, Loki, the handmaiden, quote-unquote, was like, oh, well, you see that Freya was so excited about being married that she hasn't eaten in eight days. Uh, he goes, oh, okay, that's that's fair enough. I understand. Yep. Um, so Thrym reaches over to, like, kiss uh, his new bride and moves the veil and looks directly into the eyes of Thor, which are, like, dead, gray, raging eyes. And he's like, "Amazing! what the ever-loving fuck? Uh, and Loki's like, oh... Well, Freya was so excited for the wedding that she's not been able to sleep in seven days. He's like, oh, okay, that makes a lot of sense. No problem. This is sounding like a really long setup to a bad joke. No, it's a really long setup to... So, uh, <laughs> keep this going, bit, keep going. which is that the... Uh, the so, Thrym's like, okay, well, let's get this show on the road. Brings out the marriage and... Uh, brings out the marriage and then brings out Mjolnir to be brought to the bride. And the... Um, uh, the hammer was placed in his lap, in Thor's lap, or Freya's lap. Mm-hmm. And um, they said that basically, like, the words of the marriage once spoken in front of Milner will be heard by the goddess of um, contracts, and then it will be sealed. Uh, and as soon as the hammer landed in his lap, Thor grabbed the hammer and literally murdered everybody. Great. Yes. <laughs> and that's the end of that tale. Just like... He decapitated the uh, decapitated Thrym and just killed everybody else in the room. It's like, yeah. oh, Cool. Yeah. The thing I wanted to happen, happened. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, Norse mythology, a lot of stuff like that happens. It's yeah. just fucking daft. It's really good fun. Yeah. Mm. So, we're going to move on to Loki. And actually, this is <laughs> this is by far my just favorite bit. I was researching this. I was having a really good time. Mm. Um, so, again, a lot of what we know about Loki is accurate. Uh, Loki is the goddess, the, excuse me, the god of trickery. Uh, he's variously depicted as kind of a friend or a foe to Thor and the other Aesir, um, just like he is in Marvel and popular culture. It's yeah. also kind of not clear whether he's a god or not. It's or whether he's a Jotun or whether he's the spawn mm. of a Jotun. It's kind of nebulous where Loki comes from. He also predates Odin, seemingly. Um, it's yeah. all very bizarre. Yeah, the the thing I'd say is like the. Uh you know, from having read like the Neil Gaiman book, and even in the um, that God of War PS4 game, like the depiction there of Loki in both of those is really right in the middle of like a 
a chaotic neutral or like true true neutral kind of alignment which is really hard to like grasp from like a western storytelling perspective because most yeah. stories are like you've got good and bad and you've just got that um that Super binary black and system white. Yeah. yeah and you you see that in the marvel movie like in in all those movies where loki shows up they can't just have him be this fucking agent of chaos because there's no resolution to that storyline as far as under like storytelling tropes go so they always have to have like this redemptive arc for loki or something along the along the way to make him yeah. seem like he's he's like on he's actually a good character I think that's Which, one of the good things they did in Ragnarok is... Mm. Was it Ragnarok? Maybe. Where they basically... Yeah, they, they had him be an agent of chaos, and then good, and then right at the end of being a good guy, he's like, I'm a dick again, and then yeah. he ends up being a good guy again, and but, it's just like... Half the time they do that, they're, they're setting up something in the next movie where they go back on that. That it's is like true, they yeah. can They can never stick to it long enough for it to mean anything. Yeah, it's absolutely true. But yeah, it's... it's storytelling isn't it at the end of the day in the way we perceive it but classic you know, hero's journey quite so um so at various points throughout quote-unquote history a lot of the gods have threatened to kill him um mm-hmm. and he's upset a lot of them he normally works his way back into their good graces and to be part of the team again it like mm-hmm. they did hit that nail quite well at times in marvel i believe um the amount of times that Loki's a good guy and the amount of times that Loki is yeah. an antagonist is... I no, think, he, he manages to like always weasel his way back in somehow. Yeah, absolutely. So Loki is the son of a Jotun father and potentially a Jotun mother, but it's not actually particularly explicitly stated. Um, he is... But, but yet somehow, he is also the only god to take his mother's name instead of... Uh, as part of his own name instead of his father's. A lot of the gods right. will usually take at least a section of their father's name as part of their own name. Yeah, uh, he takes his mother's, and that's. It's it sort of stated that actually his mother was much more respected than his father. I don't know whether that's his father because his father was a Jotun or just because. Um, it's again kind of nebulous. Mm-hmm. Um, but also nothing is really known about Loki before he joined the Aesir in Asgard. Uh, but seemingly Odin and Loki were ancient blood brothers, and as a result, he and Odin are kind of bound to one another. Right. Um, it always ends up working out more in Loki's favor than Odin's, to be perfectly honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is a renowned shapeshifter in most stories. Um, uh, in in one story, he tricks uh, a Jotun out of a deal to marry uh, one of the uh, Esenia, one of the goddesses. They basically hire a Jotun to build fortifications around Asgard, and they say if he finishes on time, he can... Uh, Loki said if he finishes on time, he can marry one of the goddesses. The other gods don't know this. So he tries to trick him out of getting it done on time by transforming into a horse because one of the Jotun, the Jotun is using a horse to do most of the heavy lifting. So Loki okay. transforms into a horse, into a mare, and causes the Jotun's horse to kind of chase him around and like, you know, follow him into the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point, Loki apparently fucks the horse, becomes pregnant, and gives birth to an eight-legged horse uh, who becomes Loki's own personal horse and is known as the greatest of horses and that horse is known as uh slipnir which is translated to the slipper which is funny to me for some reason holy fuck yeah man loki's loki's it's, uh, it's children, like a spider horse dude it an eight-legged horse is the first of the children that were mentioned in loki loki's kids are their own mad fucking thing oh, okay geez. so he has three main children uh, he has 
Uh, sorry, no, he doesn't. He has. Is this before three, you get the four. expansion packs? He has six main children. He has the horse. He has yeah. two other children that will come up later. Um, he has uh, Fenrir, which is a wolf uh, that will mm. come up later. Yeah. He has Hel, who is uh, featured in Thor, Thor Ragnarok quite prominently. She is not actually the brother of uh, the sister of Thor. She is the daughter of Loki, but she does uh-huh. preside over Hel, the Great. land of the dead. Yeah. Um, his third child is uh, Jormungandr. The world serpent or the Midgard serpent, which grows so large that it encircles the entire earth underwater, um, holding its tail in its own teeth like an Ouroboros. And when he releases it, Ragnarok will begin. That's like the signifier of Ragnarok. Mm -hmm. I will come back to that a bit later. Like I said, he has two other children. And I'm going to tell now the story of what I have lovingly titled Loki the Dick, uh, because this is him at his most asshole-ish. And it's fucking... It's just the Loki's the worst, um, but it is a good story. So there is a um, all the gods are at a feast, and one of the gods uh, commends a servant on the great work that they're doing, like catering this feast and how brilliant it is, how beautiful it is. Loki fucking hates this. He hates servants being commended, so he kills the servant in the middle of the feast, and the other gods are like, "What the fuck?" and chase him away. Mm-hmm. Loki comes back to the feast. Um, a demands for Odin to give him a seat at the feast because they are blood brothers. So Odin's like, look, okay, you can have a seat if you're not a dick. That's, I am slightly difficult. translating this. Who'd have thought well, it? Well, yeah, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Loki sits down and then sets about being the biggest dick. Um, he clearly so, misinterpreted that. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to brush over some of it because... Um, some of it is less exciting than others, but he starts to basically insulting all of the gods he can see. Yeah, yeah, because why not? Yeah, right? I mean, they're all there. They insult anybody. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, he gets started, and then uh, Odin calls Loki, uh, quote, a pervert, because at some point, Loki hid underground for eight years and pretended to be a, uh, a dairy maid or i don't know a milkmaid a, a woman mm-hmm. who milks cows let's go with that sure um and odin calls him a pervert because during this time loki gives birth multiple times um yep don't know who to don't know who the father was just does as i've said he has other unnamed children that we just don't sort of know about he just had an idea for another monstrosity and gave birth to it i think he just has children <laughs> not that like animal children aren't children but you know what i mean yeah um, so Frigg, Odin's wife, says, look, you know, you guys shouldn't talk about your ancient grudges and shouldn't air your dirty laundry in front of all the other gods. Everybody calm down. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and here we go. Loki reminds Frigg that she has fucked Odin's brothers. Good. Good start. Uh, yep. Um, Frigg tells Loki that if her son Balder was alive, uh, he would have killed Loki for that insult. And then uh-huh. Loki reminds her that it's thanks to him that Balder is dead. Wow. Yeah, uh, because Loki tricked Baldur's... Jerry, Jerry, Loki tricked Baldur's blind brother into killing Baldur. Baldur goes to hell, and then hell, the goddess of hell, says, I will let him go if everybody in the world agrees that they all miss him. Now, everybody loves Baldur, so everybody agrees, except for one ancient Jotun who says, I don't miss him, so Baldur has to stay in hell. That ancient Jotun was actually Loki... In disguise. Of course it was. 
Yeah, he's the biggest dick. Yeah. Um, so Loki reminds her that he's the reason the son was dead. Um, so Freya uh-huh. claims that uh, Loki must be mad to insult the goddess of fate, Frigg, like that, because she knows the fate of all men. Of and course. then Loki reminds her, claims to uh, that she has uh, fucked every single god in the room at some point. Wow. Um, Freya returns. Yeah. Freya replies that he's just saying things to cause trouble and to troll and to be a pain in the ass. Yes, and then that's what he does. Lo- yeah, big time. And then Loki tells everybody that Freya was once caught fucking her own brother uh, and, they, and reminds everybody that the gods were so, like, all the gods were laughing at her at that point. And she was so shocked to turn around to see all the gods laughing at her that she farted. These things the, are all the, true, right? Like as as far as like in 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 the story, like he's not just making these well, things up. So a lot of this stuff says it's it's not attested, which means it doesn't appear in any other mythology. But like it's considered the fact right. that he's saying this, it must be true. Sure. Um. Okay. So, um, <laughs> the father of Freya and and Freya, I don't know which is which. Uh, uh, uh says that it's harmless for a woman to have a lover or someone else decide beside her husband and that what is surprising is um uh, a pervert god coming here who was born children uh, again calling loki out for his weird kids um yep. loki then tells everyone else that Niortha was a prisoner of war and um used to be a uh, during the Aesir vanir war and was mm-hmm. actually used as a uh, as a toilet by the goddesses during that time they used to just piss into his mouth and that his yes and that uh his son who everybody loves like it's another god that everybody thinks is like wonderful and everybody loves him is actually the result of brother sister incest oh my god yes uh this is loki just being the biggest dick and then imagine uh, like just being someone on one of the tables at this thing just like hanging out talking to someone else and then you start hearing all of this Dude, it's all gods there, and he's insulting all of them. Just imagine being like a servant, just like. Oh. In yeah. fact, I think one of the servants actually says, like, one of the one of the handmaids or the um, like one of the shield bearing servants of one of the other gods says, like, I will kill you for this. And so, and look, he's like, how dare a servant talk to me? And the other gods are like, bitch, please. Like, he is a lot more preferable than you are right now. Yeah. But anyway, so this shit continues, and then someone's like, hey. I can hear Thor coming. You are going to shut your mouth when he arrives. Um, Thor arrives, tells Loki that he's going to break every single one of Loki's bones. Yep. Uh, at which point Loki fucks off, hides, transforms into a salmon, and like hides inside a waterfall in a cave. <laughs> what the fuck? So the gods find him, um, drag him to a, a stone, take his two sons, whose names I forget and I didn't write down because I'm a dick, um, and they turn one of the sons into a wolf. That mm-hmm. son then turns and kills the other son. Um, okay. By the way, nobody's particularly innocent in all of this. Um, no. And then they use the entrails of the dead son to tie Loki to a rock. Wow. Uh, and then one of the goddesses sets a poisoned serpent above Loki's head with the fangs dripping venom onto Loki's forehead. Um, okay. And Loki's wife stays with him and catches the venom in a bowl uh every so often though she has to leave to empty the bowl and the venom drips onto loki's forehead and his Mm -hmm. writhing in agony is said to be the cause of earthquakes wow okay yeah and that's the story of loki the dick 
That's one of the stories I feel like of him being a dick. But you are correct, sir. That's a pretty um, good one. So that ship basically continues until the end of time when Ragnarok begins. And this is the final story I've got for us today. Okay. So Ragnarok, which you've probably heard of, is the end of... Well, it's actually it's not the end of time. Um, it is a series of events. Uh-huh. It is uh, a great battle between the forces of Odin, leading the Aesir and 80 of the most valiant resurrected warriors from Valhalla, mm-hmm. and the forces of Loki, who are leading the Jotun the forces of hell, the giants, and Loki's weird children. Um, <laughs> Good. Good combo. Yeah. Uh, the events of this uh, Ragnarok actually lead to the death of a lot of great figures and gods, including Thor, Loki, and Odin himself. Right. So, uh, more importantly, also... who's riding the spider horse thing? Uh, Loki. Good. It's his horse, man. It's his horse yep. son. <laughs> um. So a lot of natural disasters occur, and uh, after all of this, the world will resurface anew and fertile after slipping into the water and being submerged. And then the surviving and returning gods, of which I think there is three or five, will meet, and the world will be repopulated by two human survivors. Which, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, again, a lot of incest. Um, yeah. There is a great battle, as mentioned. It goes pretty poorly for everybody, and that is actually fucking great fun. So, <clears throat> Tyr and Garmer, a wolf from hell, kill one another. Okay. Thor defeats uh, Jormungarn, um, but the serpent's venom gets onto Thor, and he takes nine steps and dies. <laughs> okay. Loki yep. and Heimdall, uh, as played by Idris Elba, fight so yes. savagely that they kill one another. They both yep. just die from their wounds. Yep. Um, Odin is swallowed by Fenrir, um, one of Loki's, the wolf son. Yep. Not the one that got transformed into a wolf, but the one that he gave birth to as a wolf, because of course. Okay. Yep. Um, and then Odin's uh, other son, Vida, arrives with his magic shoe. What? Yep. Uh, it's a mythical shoe, prepare yourself, made from the cast off pieces of every other shoe ever made since the dawn of time but it's just one shoe yes and it's fucking ginormous and indestructible what's on his other foot i don't know just like a regular boot no birkenstocks <laughs> um one burke yeah um with this shoe he no, stomps that- onto f- <laughs> his other foot is wearing one of those vibram five fingers yeah the weird like toe oh. shoes Oh no, no! Yeah. I thought you were like Crocs. That's even it's worse. worse. <laughs> oh, gross! With the matching socks. Uh, no, no socks. It's disgusting in there. Gross. Um, <laughs> so he stomps his mad magic shoe onto Fenrir's bottom jaw, and with his remaining toe shoe, um, he jumps up onto Fenrir's back, grabs Fenrir's top jaw, and. The bottom jaw being pinned to the ground by the giant shoe, he oh. tears the top of Fenrir's head off from using the top jaw and just tears his wow. head right off the bottom, um, thus killing Fenrir. Yeah, that'd do it. Um, yep. And finally, uh, Sutur, the leader of the giants, who is the guy from Thor Ragnarok, the big demon at the very beginning and at the end, mm-hmm. um, he kills Freyr and uses his flaming sword to set the whole world on fire, all of the worlds on fire, excuse me, until nothing but ashes are left, and literally everyone and everything will die sinking into the sea. Cool. Mic drop. 
don't actually drop and it though. That's the story of Ragnarok. Yeah, wild. Yeah, and uh, that's the very top level of Norse mythology. Yeah, I feel like even even that is like skimming the surface of the surface um, from from the little bits oh. I've read myself. Shit, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, can you give me a beep? Yep. So yeah, but I, I, as you say, that was a super light look at all of this. Yeah. I think things I haven't covered: origins of the mythology, the uh-huh. world tree, the Bifrost. Uh, oh, sorry, it's pronounced Bifrost in um, all the Marvel stuff. Uh, yeah. It is actually pronounced Bifrost, which is much funnier to me for some reason. Bifrost. Yes, Bifrost. No. Um, <laughs> I haven't covered the Frost Giants. I haven't covered like comparisons to the Marvel comics. I haven't covered influences on modern religions. All, uh, all the different like, create. the the planes of existence. Like uh, no, nope, didn't cover those nine planes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't cover creation stories. Uh, I didn't cover the Norse mythology uh, influence on the Nazis or far right nonsense. Great. And, yeah. Um, yeah. There's, there's basically a lot I just didn't even touch upon. Um, yeah. I didn't really even cover much of Odin, and his story's mad. And like I said, I didn't, I didn't cover that story of Thor in the um, in and the uh, the giant uh, Skymir, mm. which is actually uh, Skrymir, sorry, which was actually really cool. Mm. So yeah, <laughs> any <laughs> any thoughts? Uh man, like. I'm having the same reaction now, like after I read the the Neil Gaiman book and after I, you know, finished the the God of War game is is like mm. I get through the stuff. I'm like, man, this is all fucking wild. I should read more of it, and then I don't. Um, and yeah. then I hear, and then it like comes around again later. I'm like, oh man, this stuff, yeah, it is super interesting and fucking bizarre, and I just never get around to it. Um, so dense as well. Yeah, well, yeah, and it and it's all like you said, it's all kind of like layers of interpretation and mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff you can, it's not really a good uh i mean there might be but it doesn't seem like there's a good like here's the main thing that they truly believed it's all kind of like historians conjecture and all that sort of stuff yeah i would i'd kind of be inclined to say that something like the neil gaiman book is probably actually a really really great place to 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 condense it all and just check it out and to start etc because yeah yeah after that as I mentioned it gets into like phd territory yeah cuz like I think um, like a friend, a friend actually, I think lent me the the game and book, and he described it as like aimed at teenagers in terms of like the language used in the book compared to Gaiman's other works. Mm-hmm. Um, it feels like uh, he's written it to be an introduction to Norse mythology for maybe his own kids or you know mm. younger audiences in general. Um, so yeah, it doesn't go super in depth into any one story, but it kind of goes across a lot of the the origins and kind of the main stories and things like that yeah right fair it's a good it's a good book it's worth reading um despite it feeling like it's aimed at maybe a younger audience no i'm still down i'm gonna have a squiz of that i think and then probably also god of war i think god of war is great yeah i i I, if 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 i do have that disc upstairs i will i will make sure i get it to you yeah thank you i appreciate that i um I was thinking a lot about playing it recently, but obviously I just started Yak as a Zero, and I'm just like, oh yeah, this, that's a good time. This is a mad game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I guess. Any questions? <laughs> I feel like if I did have any, you wouldn't be able to answer them at this point. Fucking try me. <laughs> no, I don't actually. I was just <laughs> thank trying, Christ. I was, I was trying to trying to find a way out. <laughs>
Yeah, no, it's totally fair. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess with that, um, how 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 are you going? How are you going with the beer? I can't see it. I can't see how far through you are. Yeah, you're right. Sorry, I'm I'm about two thirds. Okay. Yeah, I'm I, stopping I, at it. I I clean mine out, which you know is the way the show goes. You do the talking, I do the drinking. Yeah. Well, the, every the, other the, week, and then <laughs> the unofficial tagline of Hey Brew: You do the talking, I do the drinking. Uh, I think that should be the actual tagline. We'll do the talking, <laughs> maybe, you do the drinking. Yeah, maybe for year two, we'll uh, we'll introduce that. <laughs> What's the uh, phase two? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hebrew phase two. Yeah. Yeah, this is the extended fa- Hebrew universe. Yeah. I mean, we're, I we're, guess that's we're, what our special releases are. Yeah, we're, releases. We're, we've now had our, our first uh, guest host uh, last, last episode. Second um, guest host. Well, no, we had, we've had others on, but no one's ever like filled the the host seat before. Yeah, actually, I just realised as well that'd be the fourth, not second. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're 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 slowly expanding the uh, the the roster, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> the extended uh, Hebrew cinematic universe. Um, yes. The spin-offs are quite fun. Um, you've appeared on other podcasts. Uh-huh. I listen to a lot of podcasts. Yeah. Um, that's about it, really. Yeah, we don't yeah. we don't quite have have the funding of larger studios yet. <laughs> yeah. I, also, probably not ever, but still. Yeah. When Spotify buys nice. us, yeah, nice to nice to dream. We are available for <laughs> for free. We'll do it for free. Well, no, don't say that. Yeah, it's, it's early days, and we get a Patreon. Oh. Yeah, maybe we'll see. Maybe. Anyway. Um, if you liked any of that, and why wouldn't you, you can find out more about uh, Hey Brew, the podcast, on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hey Brew Podcast. That is Hey Brew Podcast on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Mike. Yep. Any other ways they can contact us? Uh, yeah, if, if folks, you know, maybe they're not on the big social networks because, I, well, I don't blame them. Uh, you can you can mm. email us the old-fashioned way uh, at hello. Yes, the at- old-fashioned way email. <laughs> well, we haven't got like a fucking uh, phone line or a P.O. box P.O. or something. Box. Yeah. Telegram uh, service. No, if you want if you want to send us a, a message of, of your own writing that maybe isn't restrained by character limits, you can do so at hello at heybrew.zone. Uh, but please also... keep it to less than a thousand words. Look, I got time. I could read it. We're not doing anything, are we? Look, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll send you the cliff notes. Um, there's also the the website which has uh, links out to all of the stuff that we've just mentioned, which is hello, uh, sorry, just heybrew.zone. Um, yep. Yeah, you can also just listen to the episodes there if you if you're mad. Um, yeah, you, you don't it's want a weird to way to listen to it, but you certainly can. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, we would also super appreciate. Uh, ratings and reviews on whatever podcast platform you're using to get hey brew um yeah it, it yeah that standard sort of standard sort of thing there um but yeah it, do, it does help us out and, and yeah. uh yeah let us I know how it. this episode has gone with the weird setup i mean yeah we are also on a zoom call so we can see each other uh-huh um we can hear each other. We're both recording on separate things. We're not even recording through this audio. So it's really strange. I don't know how this yeah. is going to turn out. I'm very excited about it all. Yeah. Uh, it it should be fine. Uh, and I'm mm. saying should and leaving myself that window of uh, deniability. Yeah. We're also not going to get Zoom bombed, which apparently is a thing now. 
Well, yeah, that that's why like every Zoom call is now enforcing that you use a password because people were just like, because because all you needed was a nine-digit number to get into a Zoom call. People were just RNGing it. Yeah, they were literally just like spamming numbers to hope that they get into one, and then 4chan was getting a hold of that and doing really nasty shit. Oh, that's unlike 4chan. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, I think that. Um, it's not how I wanted to end it, but that's how we're ending it, apparently. Yeah, I guess uh, I'll, I'll echo my sentiments that I ended the last episode with uh, again, which is just stay safe, look after each other. Um, don't go outside if you fucking don't have to. Um, listen, listen to your governments on that one. They fucking mean it. Yeah, I mean, it sounds so sinister when you say it. Don't go outside. Stay safe. Close the mm. vault door. Yeah. Attach your rebreathers. Take your protein pills yeah. and put your helmet on. Yep. Do um, all that. Yep. And uh yeah, I've been Elliot. I've been Mike. This has been Hey Brew. Skoll. Cheers. <laughs> all I can see is Zoidberg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, Cat. Cat's decided to make Cat. an entrance. Hello, Cat. Oh, don't press buttons. Hey, wait. Don't stand on the mouse. Oh, oh God. Hey, nothing happened. Boy. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that we got all the way to the end before we almost had your cat destroy the recording. Thankfully, he just stood on the laptop, not the um, desktop stuff. Okay. Boy, what are you doing? I realize oh, it's it? an hour to dinner time, so you've come out of hiding. Yeah. Come here. Come give me a kiss.